welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor asked and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more saying, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person you see to it. Next page. And all the people answered. It's got quiet. You still there? (laughs) Just checking. Come on. And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when they had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. The Easter story is the story that our faith, that our the Christian religion, if you like, revolves entirely around this moment in history. It's powerful for us not only to remember it at times of communion, it's powerful for us to continue to orientate our entire lives our thinking, all that we are around this one moment in time. Because prior to the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, we were trying our hardest, well, they were the Jewish people, were trying their hardest to fulfil the requirements, to fulfil and uh, to, uh, they were participating in religious activity in order to maintain and receive their right standing with God. And once a year, they would celebrate at the Passover. They would celebrate their divine evacuation out of Egypt, where God, the Bible says in the book of Romans, that God actually raised Pharaoh up. (laughs) You never knew that, did you? That God used Pharaoh. Preaching moment, just pause for a moment. Never never hate on your enemies because God could be raising them up to promote you to something new. Continue to pray for them and bless them. Continue to believe that God is working for you. He's working in you and He continues to work through you. Goliath is not really the enemy. The demonic realm has no power anymore. In fact, the truth of the matter is God will sometimes use those things to take you from where you are today into a new place that you've been praying for. 
And so Passover happens, God raises up Pharaoh that, uh, through Moses, they exit the, through, through the sea. It's miraculous, it's powerful, it's incredible. After 400 years of slavery and they find themselves free on the other side now of the waters about to possess the promised land. And the Passover is a moment where Beck referred to it earlier around our time of communion where God said, I want you to put on the doorpost blood on the doorpost. And it represents the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Who would have known? They certainly didn't. That Thousands of years later, there would be a man born of a virgin, the God-man that would come and dwell amongst them. The message translation says that he would come and take up residence amongst the neighbourhood. <laughs> the old King James Version says that, they, that Jesus tabernacled amongst them. This is this Jesus fulfilling everything that the religious people of his time were trying through so much effort to be right with God, they could not be right with him. But God had a plan and that plan was found in the wonderful work of Jesus. Jesus. The wonderful person of Jesus. And so our lives should not only, we should not only celebrate Jesus in, and, and the, obviously the, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus at Easter, we should absolutely go, go for it. But our lives in all reality and honesty, our lives revolve around this moment in history. The greatest miracle that you could ever receive is not one in your physical body, it's not even the lifting of that dark cloud of an anxiety and depression and worry and fear that you might wake up with every day. It's not the answering of prayer in, some, in, in finances or that spouse that you, you've, you've wanted and been praying for. It's not the child that you've been trying to have. All those things are absolutely wonderful, but the truth is the greatest miracle the greatest miracle is that once, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so that while we were still sinners, I don't want you to see um, the story of Jesus like we were bad people that became good people. The work of the cross didn't take bad people and make them good people. That story's too easy. Why? Because the world's full of really good people. The true message of, of the gospel that we celebrate is at Easter is that we were not good, not bad people becoming good people, but we were dead in our sin. And through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, that what was dead is now become alive. And we live in the newness of that life. Philippians chapter 2. Are you there? Yeah. Are you hanging out for who had chocolate this morning already? No one's game enough. Yeah. 
Some, yeah. Before we read this scripture on, uh, on Thursday night, I woke up in the night out of a dream where the Lord was talking to me. He showed me many things in that dream. But just before I was waking up, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit in my heart say that my name, he said these words, he said, my name is a vessel. My name is a vessel. My name was a vessel. And as I began to think about that, the Lord brought me to some of these Scriptures that I wanna read to you today that are gonna tie us back into Matthew chapter 27 in just a few moments. I want us to quickly read this. It says this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is power in the name of Jesus. I said, there is power in the name of Jesus. You know, when we pray, the Bible teaches us to approach the Father in the name of Jesus. We pray in that way. We pray by saying, Lord, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. See, if you were to pray in my name, not much would happen. But when you pray in the name of Jesus, something powerful can take place. John chapter one, the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word. It says the Word was with God and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Who is this He? This he is talking about Jesus. What, what does the text say that his name is in the beginning? The Bible says in the beginning was the Word, capital W. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things that were made through Him, sorry, all things were made through Him and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was the life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. In the beginning, before Jesus took on, became a man, and was born to Mary, in heaven He was the Word. Not the Scriptures, He wasn't the Scriptures, He was the Word. He was the second person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Word and the Holy Spirit. He was the Word. And the Bible tells us in, uh, let me see, in Luke chapter one, we'll read quickly from verse 29, the, an angel appears to Mary and it says, and he says this, he says, and when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you've found favour with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son 
and you call his name Jesus. You call his name Jesus. There is power in his name. His name was a vessel for the assignment and the purpose that he had to fulfill. And so I'm not sure if you know this, but the word Jesus simply means saviour. And so when Jesus was given that name, he was given an identity, he was given a purpose, he was given an assignment to live out as the man, the the son of man and the son of God that would save his people from their sins. He was a vessel full of purpose, full of power, full of something. His name represented what he was to do and and what he was to fulfil in the world. If we take this, just make it a little bit more practical. For example, when I say Coke, right now, everyone else has a different thought or image attached to that name that I just said. Some of you will are thinking on the more narcotic side of the word Coke <laughs> and you're laughing because it's you. Some of you are thinking of a cool, refreshing drink. In fact, why couldn't someone serve me up one now? In fact, I've got one. No, I don't really have one. That would have been good though. Should have thought ahead. You know what I mean? But a name has an association with it. And so when the Bible says that we're not to use the name of the Lord Jesus in vain, what does it mean? That word vain simply means empty. (laughs) It means that you can call His name, you can say, I cast that out in the name of Jesus, all you want. But if there's no, if you aren't full of revelation inside of you of that name, you are just gonna be like a religious person speaking academically out of what you know up here rather than out of a transformed life in here. Remember the story in the book of Acts where those men tried to, the sons of Sceva they were called, and they go to cast out a demon, do you remember? And they we do it in the name of Jesus that Paul knows. But the problem is they were using the name's Lord, the Lord's name in vain because remember that word vain means empty. So you can use the name of Jesus all you want. But if there isn't a revelation and a knowing, an understanding, a spiritual understanding, not a knowledge only up here, a spiritual understanding, then you can, uh, you can say that name all you want. But the truth is, is that will have no effect because it's coming out of your intellect only and not out of a faith in the finished work of Jesus. We'll do it in Paul's God's name. Well, that's called secondhand revelation and that doesn't work either. And so there's power in the name of Jesus. There is power in His name over all sickness and disease. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power over every demonic force. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power over all mental health issues, depression, anxiety and fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There's so much power in the name of Jesus when the man by the name of Jesus spoke into a tomb that had a man inside of it that had been dead for four days because of the power that was in this man by the name of Jesus when he spoke and he said, Lazarus, come forth. This this death reversed itself back into life and he was resurrected back from being dead into life because there is power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> You'll get with me in a moment. There is power over every addiction that you've ever faced. There is power in the name of Jesus. That secret addiction to pornography that you might be hiding, there is power to break that in the name of Jesus. You can clap on that. That's a good one to clap. There is power in the name of Jesus. Over alcoholism, there is power in the name of Jesus. Over every addiction, there is power in the name of Jesus. That fear you have of the future, there is power in the name of Jesus. And so inside of that name, I'm trying to show you, is power? And the finished work of Jesus, as we circle back now to Matthew chapter 27, the finished work of Jesus is the greatest miracle of all. You say, why why is it the greatest miracle of all? It's the greatest miracle of all because He got what we deserved so that we could get what He deserved. The Bible teaches us that the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He deserved, the perfect Son of God deserved eternal life. And you and I deserve the wages of sin, which is death. But Jesus, why? Because He loved us. There's power in His name. We read Matthew chapter 27 a few moments ago and I want us to come back there quickly because I find this story fascinating. Matthew chapter 27. Opening line says it was accustomed at the feast for the governor to release one of the prisoners. Historically, as you study this text or you try to look in where that came from, it's pretty hard to work out. It's cemented in history through this story of the crowd choosing Barabbas over Jesus. Remember, we're talking about the power in the name of Jesus. The power in the name. There's power. I feel just freedom in this room right now. I feel it, man. I feel it. I really do feel it. You just, you, you don't need it. You're not responding to a preacher this morning. You're certainly not signing up to a church. We don't want you as a member. We do, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be harsh. We want you to connect with him. We don't want your email, your phone number, your money. Leave it all with you. This isn't about anything else but you and him today. 
This isn't about anything else but you understanding the love that He has for you and the way forward that He has for you through His Son, Jesus. So what about Barabbas? What about this Barabbas? Can you believe it? It's a fascinating story found in in this Gospel that's included in the story of the passion of the Christ about His death. For some reason, I love it how this story is just interjected into it. I also love the story of of the two thieves on the cross. Could you imagine being that thief that said, Jesus, this is a hoax, whatever, versus being the one, the first one into heaven, the one that said, remember me in paradise. Could you imagine what heaven would have been like? So Jesus rocks up, Jesus is there, and then there's this other random dude there. What are you doing here? I'm with him. (laughs) It would have been funny. Angels are like, no, you can't be here, mate. What are you doing? Yeah, Jesus. It's a cross thing. Just we'll, It'll take us a while to work out, but we'll get there. I love it. I love it how God puts his story in the Bible. But I began to ask this question, what about Barabbas? Why is Barabbas here? This, the gospel, the very heart of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus is found in this story with Barabbas even before Jesus has been crucified. Because it was a custom to releasing their multitude, one prisoner, everybody say prisoner, whom they wished. And at that time, there was a notorious prisoner. There was a prisoner that had notes, maybe had a few extra teardrops tattooed on his face. I'm not sure what his crimes were, but he was known by the Jewish people as being someone that deserved to be shut up in prison. Barabbas, everybody say Barabbas. Strong baby name if you're thinking of one. (laughs) And they decided that they would choose Barabbas over Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Remember how I said that God raised up Pharaoh? Well, I reckon God raised up Barabbas. And God does do that. Your cute little Bible Sunday school church won't tell you that, but God does do that. It does happen. (laughs) Crazy things happen that go beyond our comprehension in the time that it's happening. God is always moving. Now, Barabbas, he was a murderer. He was worthy of punishment. Yet instead of choosing Jesus, the innocent one, they chose Barabbas. It's quiet. They chose Barabbas. Can you believe it? Can you actually believe they chose Barabbas? But in this is the beauty of the gospel for you and for me.
Because Barabbas' name, if you don't know, Bar means son of. And if you look at Barabbas, the word closely, you see, where is it? Can we go back to that first slide, please? Mike, thanks. Uh, where is his name? No, that was good, sorry. The other one, yeah, thanks. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just at the end of verse 16, we see his name. See that word Ah, Bar? That means son of. It's Aramaic. It's, it's kind of two words put together. And you might recognise the other few letters. If you take off the S, you have the word Abba. Means father. In fact, it doesn't just mean father. It means it's a, an affectionate, endearing term of father. So when God says to us, like we're his children and we call to him, Abba, Father. And what we are saying when we are saying Abba, Father, we are saying beloved Father. And so his name literally means son of beloved Father. I would like to submit to you today as we bring this to a close that there were two beloved sons standing there today, there in this text. One of the beloved son's name was Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the other beloved son that stood next to him, hearing his name be shouted by the crowds, the other beloved son's name was Barabbas. Two beloved sons, one worthy of death, the other worthy of freedom. One got death. An excruciating, look into the, the history of that word excruciating. If you break that word up, you can see a fragment of the word crucified. Excruci you can see the word crucified in there. Why? Because it described, it's a word that came out of this idea of someone dying on the cross. It was excruciating. One beloved son deserved it and the other beloved son did not. And friend, I wanna submit to you today that, <laughs> you ready for this? That I am Barabbas. If you're honest with yourself this morning, you would probably say the same thing. I am Barabbas. Why? Because I'm worthy of wearing and taking on the punishment for my sins because ultimately I am Barabbas. I'm a sinner in need of a saviour. I'm broken, I can't fix myself with all the soul power, all the willpower, all the whatever internet power you might get, chat GPT can't even save me. The only thing that can save a Barabbas like me is if someone were to take my place. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And so friend, today in this moment, Kelv, if you wouldn't mind just jumping back up. As we bring this to a close, there was a guilty son and there was a perfect son.
And I just want you to see today the grace of God in this moment that none of us deserved it. Like it wouldn't be like a good declaration over your life for us to shout out like in a big conference preaching moment, I am Barabbas, come on, say it with me. I am Barabbas, I am, you know what I mean? Like it just would kind of be bad, but you know what I'm saying. But I'm wanting you to see today that you are Barabbas. I am Barabbas. I am the one that's worthy of the death that Jesus took. But as I said before, He got what Barabbas deserved so that Barabbas could get what he deserved. And this is the message of the Gospel of grace that you could never earn it. I don't care where you were last night, who you were with, what you were doing, what you were smoking, what you were listening to, what you were watching, it does not matter. Jesus has made a way for you to be in right standing with God. Jesus has made a way for you to have peace in your heart. Jesus has made a way for you to live in the storms of this world, but completely peacefully. Jesus. And the Bible tells us that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Death could not stop this man, Jesus. Every demonic force in hell could not stop this man, Jesus. And I feel He's coming after your soul right now. I feel He's coming after you, sir. After you, sir, you, ma'am. God has a plan for your life, but it's to live with Him. It's to live knowing that your life is completely committed and yielded to Him. It's to live knowing that there's grace for a Barabbas like me. Will we bow our heads and close our eyes? Holy Spirit, would you just come and do your best work? Touch hard hearts. I declare freedom right now in this atmosphere. It's not a place where any demonic spirit can exist. This is the place of your presence. I just give you all the glory right now. And Lord, we just wanna take this moment and say thank you, Father we deserve to be on that cross. We deserved, we deserved it. But You loved us in such a way, Father, that grace, now because of grace, not because we earned it or deserved it, just because of grace. And we're made right with You. We're made right with You, not because of our efforts or our endeavours, our attendance, our amount of money we give. We're right just because of the finished work of Jesus. And so Father, right now, 
I'm sure there are people in this room, Father, that feel like in their hearts they're away from You. They haven't diligently followed You like they should. And Father, I just pray that in this moment right now, You would begin to move upon their heart, that You would touch them, You would convict them, You would call them, Father, out of death into life. Declare it in the Name of Jesus. Bless the wonderful Name of Jesus. Come on, why don't we just stand up to our feet this morning. Thank You, Lord God. We give You all the praise and the glory. As every head is bowed and eyes closed, you say, Matt, I I need to be right with Jesus. I'm not even gonna open my eyes this morning. We don't count numbers. This isn't a thing like that. But you say, that's me. Just before God, I want you to just raise a hand and I want you to pray this prayer after me. You say, I'm away from God. I wanna recommit my life to Him today. I've never known Jesus and I need a Saviour. I am Barabbas and I need a Saviour. And I want you to just raise one hand in the, in the air right now. Or maybe church, you just wanna do this anyway as a, de- a sign of devotion to Him. Just raise one hand in the air and let's pray this prayer together. Say these words, say, Jesus, thank You for dying for me. You didn't deserve that. I deserve that. But because of Your love, Your sacrificial love, You took my place. And I thank You. I thank You that when You died, You resurrected again. And I believe in You. That's why right now, in this moment, I give You my life. I repent of my sins. I turn away from my old life, my way of doing things. And I turn to You my Saviour and my Lord, Jesus. Amen. 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 God is good. God is so good, isn't He? Come on, can we just thank God on this Resurrection Sunday? Just bless Him. Uh, It's like Beck said, if you really, really knew just what He had done, I'm telling you right now. Ah, God is just so good. Well, I want to have church all day, party in here. God is so good. We just want you to be, um, we want to, you know, something that's really on our heart is to make sure that every person feels a sense of family here. Part of the method in the madness of setting up even our small groups we call eConnect is because we want to make sure people find belonging, family, discipleship. And so um, really do want to encourage you to go out of your way to connect. There's a stand in the foyer, you can do that. And um, make sure you do that. Um, we'd really love, love for you to do so. There's a giving station in the foyer. If Empower's a part of your home church, you can give there or you can give electronically like most of you do. We thank you and we really appreciate you for your generosity in that way. Um, Enjoy the rest of the long weekend. Coffee and teas out there. There's gonna be a whole lot of food. I don't know exactly. I know that there's hot cross buns. I know they're warming them up. And so go and enjoy a hot cross bun on us 
enjoy a coffee or a tea. Make sure you hang around. Gonna invite our prayer team. If anyone does want any prayer, um, you can come and get prayed for. We'd love to stand with you. But God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Amen.